Hello, Screeders. Today, I'm shattered. I don't know why. I don't know how it happened. I'm not sure where it came from. I just know, like, I suddenly, like, bottomed out. And I feel weepy and sad, depressed, disappointed in myself. I talked with a friend. I thought maybe I'd talk with all of you. I've been doing so well that um, I maybe wanted to share the other side. Maybe it'll help. I don't know. What I do know is today is May 6th, 2021. I am Jason Hobbs, and this is Random Screed. Alright, normally I play some call-ins, or I start doing a segment, but I thought I should just do another intro, like a journal, again, I guess, maybe. So today is Friday, uh, May 7th, the day after I did that intro. Um, I learned a lot of things yesterday. I was really scared, because I knew that... One of my whys for staying alive, as long as I have with depression and being unmedicated and all these different things, is because I never wanted my wife to feel that loss and pain of me killing myself and her thinking it was her fault or just going down that road. And so not having her anymore, I was scared, like, what was I going to do? How was I going to live through survive and what you know just what was I going to do so I reached out to a few people some responded well some didn't and I don't even know exactly the best way to respond I think it's just to maybe listen talk uh, allow the person to be honest without freaking out recognize that consider suicide it happens it's it's a real thing and uh maybe just try and find some other wise talk just talk maybe or text or video chat or whatever you feel comfortable with to try and help the person who may be in trouble and i don't mean put them on suicide watch because i don't know if that helps really i think it just means if they're your friend try and be there for them so I learned that I can survive without my ex-wife. I do have other whys. And in many ways, it's still having a job to do. I know I say that all the time. I know Che Webster has taken upon that mantra as well. But it's true. Even if that job is 
sharing your thoughts about depression and suicide so maybe someone else doesn't do it. Maybe maybe that's all it is. I don't know. I just wanted you guys to know that I did survive and maybe maybe talking about it will help somebody. So I think I'll just do a regular episode now. So today is May 7th, 2021. I am Jason Hobbs and this is Random Screed. If he is up or down, his podcast still comes round. Hobbs is in his van. Don't turn off that sat nav man. Random screed, random screed. Don't know what you get, but it's what you need. Hey Hobbs, other Jason here. Um, yep, dental work sucks. I can't imagine dating again. Well, last time I was dated, I think I was in my 30s, but yeah, I wouldn't want to do it now. And, um, Gadget, get away from that. As far as your having a mechanical way to move people, you know, where they're at, you know, more angelic or devilish, whatever. I, I don't know. Greg Stoltz is a dirty world had a, some, a system that kind of did that. You would go between two more lens. Um, I don't remember exactly how that worked, though. But Or you could do something like the way Unknown Armies did the sanity mechanic, which is kind of like a real beefed-up version of um, Call of Cthulhu, BRP. You can get a free version of that the same mechanic, I think, in... I think it's called Dread. It's a role-playing game. They're, they're one-roll system. All right, there's Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast weighing in on some methodologies of game mechanics to try and emulate or model this shifting paradigm. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not familiar. I've heard of those games, but I'm not familiar with that mechanism or those mechanisms. So I don't. I don't really know if that works. What I'm really wondering is how do we model subjective. GM subjective mechanisms because not all players are going to feel the same way about ethics or morals or dilemmas in those ways that the GM does. So that's where I feel like the problem comes from. Um, I kind of wonder if maybe, maybe you could use the exhaustion mechanic in some way from 5e but I don't know because that's just kind of like a climbing and then drop dropping through rest or something. And I don't know if that's correct. I don't know, maybe something like Pendragon. But see, then you're forced to create the different spectrums of, you know, hopeless, hopeful, coward, courageous, all those things. So, And I don't really want to have to force those. I would like it to be simpler than that. And then just have a range, a spectrum that you move along. I don't know. Either way, I appreciate the call in. Uh, thank you very much, Jason. The other Jason Connerly from Nerds RPG Variety Cast. All right, so. Like I said, I survived. I learned some things. It also makes me kind of wonder about love 
and how it lasts or doesn't last after really long-term relationships. And, you know, if I was in the love that I felt like I was, why would I have had emotional affairs? Yes, I had issues um, with coldness and her own depression, which forced me away and then made me feel unloved. And, you know, in some ways it could be like vengeful emotional affairs. I don't know. I don't really, I don't really totally understand, but I think that might be part of it. I was always, and I still am, always enamored or obsessed with the concept of how I thought our relationship would be, what the love could be, as opposed to actually being in love with this person. I've always been in love with the idea of love, maybe, and how awesome it should be or could be or wanted it to be or having an actual soulmate and the transcendental conceptualization of what that is. It's really thought-provoking and sad and hopeful And confusing. So, anyway, I just wanted to add some content on that. I actually got to the driving range yesterday. Got to hit some golf balls around in my preparation for my seven days of massive golfing that I haven't done in 20 plus years. Uh, I don't even feel too sore. I probably hit... Jesus, 100 balls yesterday, mostly trying to, if not perfect a drive, at least figure out what my drive is so I can, you know, uh, manipulate that or make adjustments in order to at least be able to play the game, even if my ball is never used for any of these best ball things. Hey, you didn't expect me to talk about sports ball on random screen, but hey, it's totally random. Take it and like it. I'm going again today to hit some balls, uh, maybe play some golf. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how much I like it. I kind of, I, I'm always challenged by things, and I like getting to an adequate level of mastery of things. And then sometimes I lose interest, or I don't necessarily always understand exactly what it is that drives me to do it like I felt that way about paintball after a fur after a certain place or like different video games or whatever and uh, I'm not necessarily that good at self-analyzation and in a way to figure out why the why I'm like that so I don't know These are the days of high adventure. All right. So, gaming. Uh, What I didn't get into is that I got to play some Battletech. So, I have some online guys who are playing Battletech. We used Tabletop Simulator. Um, I was really overwhelmed about using Tabletop Simulator 
and all the gadgets that were on that someone had created for it. Like every chart, you could have an actual like plaque that came out was your character sheet. You could have another sheet that you modified your armor ratings and your heat levels and took track of everything could be done in tabletop simulator. Like you didn't even need like a pen and pencil. You didn't need a book that like gave you your statistics for your mech. You didn't need anything. And, uh, but learning how to manipulate all those things was a lot. But all we did is like a grinder. Three of us played. We started off with uh, light mechs. And the idea was you would um, bring out a, a next size higher mech if your mech was destroyed. And one guy destroyed both of our mechs, and a guy was at my house working on first the siding outside, then he ran out of nails, and then he came inside, and it was loud as hell. So we kind of just stopped there after two mechs were destroyed, and there was one winner, the Stevedore, to control them all. But it was neat. I mean, I'm not really a miniatures battle guy, but I'm interested by it. I'm intrigued by it. Like I said, I don't even know why I always like to play games. But there's a part of me that wants to understand Battletech. So, the next day, Sunday, last week, uh, Hawk, my cousin, came over and Derek Schmidt came to play some Battletech at my house. So, that was pretty cool. We had bought the box set, you know, the week or two before that, which created the whole issue at uh, Games Plus and my game store experience. But, uh, yeah, we got out some stuff. We did just a quick little battle when Hawk and I were there together, learning the rules, trying to figure everything out. A um, couple of light mechs. I kicked his ace. And then Derek showed up, and they each had two mechs. I made up a quick little scenario of them having to be... It's almost like a conquest mode where I picked the hex in the center of the map and said, if you were in that hex for three consecutive turns from the beginning to the end of the turn you won the scenario so that forced them to really kind of go after a certain area and not just kind of run around and try to position themselves and whoever got there first was at an advantage until the other person came in so it was cool we had a light mech and a medium mech and the differences between those mechs is pretty substantial um yeah it was fun uh, I didn't actually play, and I think there was a bit in there that I got kind of bored, but... Holy shit, excuse me. I was there to adjudicate and just be another person with the rules and, you know, check those out and stuff. So, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Good time. Um, there are some things that I still don't totally know what the correct answer is as far as Battletech goes. I don't necessarily even remember what those things were right now, but... Um, yeah, so I've been playing some Battletech. I played Battletech with minis. I bought a starter set of paints and a couple uh, cans of spray-on base or something, primer. Uh, the funny thing is, is one of the cans came in, a black, but the gray that was supposed to come in when I opened it, it was a can of Lysol. So, yeah, that was disconcerting. I have a return. I don't even think they want the Lysol back. They're just sending me another primer. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, that was my gaming so far. I'm supposed to play Battletech tonight, 
In all honesty, I don't know if I'm going to make it because I want to hit some more golf balls and be prepared for tomorrow morning. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I should. Um, but right now, I'm still trying to find who I am, what I want to be doing, why I want to be doing it. Uh, this is a journey. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Um, commitments are important to me. Yeah. I'm in a conundrum. So what do you do in these situations? You made a commitment to play golf. You don't feel like you can bring anything to the table. You feel like you had to hit more balls. I should have enough time to hit those balls and still get home for the battle tech. I don't want to disappoint those guys. It seems like it's hard to get people to play battle tech, even though so many tell me that they wish they were playing battle tech. So, yeah. Let me know. What do you guys think about these commitment conundrums and when do two different commitments which which one is more important which one do you not do which one do you do how do you figure that out until next time DJ Drennan hey guys it's better to burn out than to fade away